what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. This is episode 52 of my little gaming show where once a week I just talk about video games. Rather, games from my past, games from my backlog, games that I'm currently playing. I'll review those. Top 10 lists. I got a versus series where I'll just put two things up against each other. They battle it out for supremacy. And yeah, so uh, welcome to the GX GamerCast. On this episode, we're taking a look at one of the most important things in my gaming life, and uh, I feel like with people, it's rather they did or they didn't play sports games. I played a lot of sports games going up, growing up, not going up, growing up, and NHL games were probably the one, I think, yeah, without a doubt, the one that I played the absolute most, so we're going to go through a whole bunch of them, just going through a lot of the main NHL games that I grew up with. And uh, yeah, we're just going to start from the beginning and kind of go on to where I am with the NHL franchise as of today, and that's going to be a lot of fun. But before we get into the NHL talk, let's talk about what I've been up to over the last week or so, and I always encourage y'all, the listeners, let me know what you've been up to over the last whatever amount of time. If you saw an unbelievable movie, let me know about it. If you're just into a TV show, you just can't stop watching episode after episode. I want to hear about it. And, of course, if you got an unbelievable video game that you just need to let someone know about it, I would love to hear about it. There's so many damn freaking video games and so much media out there. I can't keep track of everything, so I love a good recommendation. A friend of mine just recommended a show to me the other day. I started watching it, and it's a smash hit for this guy. And a yeah, just I love a good recommendation. So send them in. Let me know what y'all have been up to. And now you're going to listen to what I'm up to, okay? So let's start off with a movie. So last week I, I had it on the docket that I wanted to watch Dungeons and Dragons. I think it's Among Thieves. I believe that is what it's called. And I did that. I totally watched it. And it was a fucking, it was a great movie, man. Like, I don't think... I like I don't think anyone maybe the Dungeons and Dragons fans out there they might have been pretty damn excited for this movie but I think that not a lot of people were expecting this movie to be as good as it was because it is kind of a video game movie and though the video game movies are getting a lot better nowadays um there's still you know people are still not quite convinced that video game movies are the next big thing and honestly I think they're the next big thing like we went through like the zombie phase we've done the Marvel madness Star Wars is ridiculous but I think that's where movies are going next I think video games is going to be the next big trend you're going to see a lot more of the bigger name video games uh, come into the big screens I would think like we have it it's creeping into the TV scene with The Last of Us being a massive hit and I've watched it and I can attest it is incredible by far the best video game television show that I've seen. Twisted Metal just had a TV show come out. I'm hearing very mixed things. I mean, before that show even came out, people were shitting all over it. And now that it's out, I'm hearing pretty okay things. So maybe I'll check it out at some point, but I, I can see video games getting big. Like, even though they already done Tomb Raider and Uncharted, but just imagine something, like I think they're already making a Bioshock movie. I think it's coming, and I'm pretty damn excited for it. I haven't seen many of the video game movies. haven't seen Sonic yet. I haven't seen the Mario Bros. movie. I did see Uncharted and the Tomb Raider one. I thought both of those were damn fine movies, but anyway, watch Dungeons & Dragons, and I was very, like, I already had, like, 
I was already told that, like, oh, wow, this is a surprisingly very good movie. And so I already went in with that expectation, so I wasn't going to be, like, surprised. But I actually was surprised. It was very, very good movie. It, uh, and I was surprised at how much variety that it had in this movie. It's, it's, I love movies like this, like, all the way back to Back to the Future, which I think was one of the best movies that just kind of went for a whole bunch of things. It's funny, it's filled with action, it's, it's smart, it's intense, but Dungeons & Dragons has a lot of elements, and the, and the very surprising one were the little jump scares that were in there. There was a little element of horror to it, like, very small, very minor. It, don't worry, you're not going to get freaked out, but I was, like, very pleasantly surprised that there was a little bit of scares in there. It was funny, it was filled with action. I like the cast. The The main dude, he's like a... If Chris Hemsworth and... Um, oh, dude, the guy from Parks and Recs... He's gone. I don't know. But anyway, those two had a child had a child or children, that would be that dude. Anyway, very very good movie. I would highly recommend it. Very easy watch. I mean, I'm not a big fan of every movie having to be like a minimum of like 2 hours now, but this one was a nice easy watch because of that variety. I never felt oversaturated with too much talking. It was very charming and witty. I liked it quite a bit. I was very into it and yeah, it definitely didn't disappoint me. So, I would recommend Dungeons and Dragons, one of the I don't know if it's that it's not my favorite movie that I've seen this year, but it was damn good. And now, finally everybody to the television shows. It's been a big week for television shows. I finally finished Succession. Finally, finally finished it. Been kind of putting my way through the show for a while. I imagine people that are have listened to this podcast on a weekly basis are very aware of me watching Succession, but I finally finished it. It was a little bit of an up and down with me and Succession. I didn't know if I was going to finish it, but it kept drawing me back in, and I finished it finally, and I really liked it. I really liked it. I, I'm not, like, in love with it. I'm not going to say it's, like, must-watch television. But if you're in for a good backstabbing, you know, uh, it was, yeah. I mean, maybe if you want a little Game of Thrones scratch, I guess, for all the backstabbing. But I liked it, man. The final season was very intense. I was, and the, the, the ending was, like, I don't know. I was trying to, I was talking through it with my wife last night. I didn't want to spoil it because I, I told her she should check it out. But the ending was fine. It, I mean, endings are really, really tricky to nail. There's only a handful of shows that I've seen that, like, I was very, very satisfied with the ending. This one, it was good. I wasn't angry at it, but it wasn't like, oh, my God, what what an incredible ending. But I did like it. There was, uh, I have it written down what episode it was. I think it was episode seven. Yeah, season four, episode seven. Holy fuck, dude. The the scene with Shiv and Tom, and they're they're on the roof. I think they're at a party, and they're just like, all right, we're going to clear the air, and that scene was fucking outstanding. And it, the acting all throughout the show was spectacular. I loved Roman. I thought he was awesome. Shiv was excellent. There were so many side characters. Tom fucking Wamsgans, baby. Holy fuck. Greg the Egg. Like, I, I really liked a lot of the characters in this one. I don't think there was really anybody that I disliked. It was just, yeah, it was a very, very good show. I liked it quite a bit. But it's not, like, necessarily the type of show that I like. But it was so good that it drew me in. And I, I did quite so enjoy it. So, if anyone out there has finished Succession, what'd you think of it? Was it one of your favorite shows ever? I thought it was quite good. But the show that I think is better... 
Um, I mean, it's not really comparable, but the show that I just enjoy more is The Bears. That's coming out. That's on Disney. At least that's where I watched it. And I crushed the whole second season. I just, I fell in love immediately with the with the show it just came out of nowhere i was like oh cool it's got the guy from shameless in it i'll check it out and it just drew me in and oh man so (laughs) the last episode i only watched the first episode and i wasn't all the way in on um sydney but um she grew on me she definitely did i think it was just the first episode she was a little bit grouchy but nothing not taken away from her acting she's a great actor it's just the character itself was it was fine but Oh my god, what an excellent show. It absolutely stepped it up to another level in in this one, and episode 6, bro. Oh my god, episode 6 is like a flashback episode, and it's like a Christmas dinner, and it's got... It's got quite a lot of cameos in it. You got Jamie Lee Curtis in there, and she was fucking excellent. She was excellent. Uh, Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul, he was in there. He was awesome. Fucking Shane from Walking Dead was in there. I was like, oh, snap. And that episode, dude, almost gave me a fucking brain aneurysm. Like, it was so stressful. And, oh, my God, they captured it, like, so beautifully. What an excellent show. I can't wait for it to... Now I'm just dying for the next season, man. It is an excellent show. I imagine a lot of people... I know it's quite popular and a lot of people are onto it, but if you aren't, man, check out The Bear, especially if you if you like Shameless, uh, if you like television. I think there's a lot to uh, there's a lot to like in this one, unless maybe you don't like like very um, chaotic family type shows where there's just a lot of drama and 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 pressure and yelling and stuff. Then yeah, this show wouldn't be for you, but. Unbelievable acting in this sh- in this show. I mean, oh my god, man! And um, absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. I crushed the whole season in a week. So yeah, I I very much so enjoyed the bear. Let me know what you guys think of that show if you're into that one. And in terms of video games, we got of course the Legend of Zelda. Very close now. So I'm on the final temple right now. Right, just right in the middle of the lightning temple. So I'm gonna finish that up. And clean up whatever main objectives, do the final boss, and I think I'm done. I'm ready to move on. I'm getting a little bit... Um, I think I'm just ready to move on from it being my main game right now. My main squeeze, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to put it on the back burner after I finish it, and I'm going to move on to bigger... I uh, won't say better things, but maybe. There's some games out there that I th- I don't know if I'm going to get just yet, but I want to put up some pretty big hitters, I think, against The Legend of Zelda and see which game really is the best. Um, mostly, I'm, I'm, I'm eyeing up God of War Ragnarok. I have not played that game yet, and it was obviously a huge hit last year, and I just haven't gotten to that one yet. So I'm, I'm thinking about maybe grabbing it up, but we'll see where that one goes. Obviously, I know it's going to be outstanding, but I'm a cheap bastard, and I want to wait for it to drop in price a little bit. Or I have a waning suspicion that uh, as soon as I purchase it, it's going to come out on the PlayStation Premium, because the last three PlayStation 5 games that I purchased, that's exactly what happened, so now I'm now I'm scarred for life, so I, I don't want that to happen, but yeah, feeling very, very confident that next week's episode will be the finale, the final, the final review for The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, so we'll get that done, and that'll be a lot of fun, still obviously very much so enjoying myself, it's gonna be a lovely review, and I've been playing through Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line. Oh my god, absolutely addicted to the maximum on this one. I love it. I I just yes, I'm I think I only got about, I don't know, maybe six or so more titles to clear 
but that's I'm not even close to there's so many like missions that you get to do I'm working my way up in difficulty I'm on um expert I guess I don't know let's say there's four difficulties because some songs there's a fourth difficulty but not every song has it so I'm on like the third highest difficulty and I'm you know there's some songs that challenge me but then there's some songs that even are like level like I full comboed a like level nine song the other day and I was like oh shit I'm fucking incredible and then like I failed a level one song so I don't know I'm all over the map but in love with this game uh it's it's got definitely got me in the mood for a final fantasy game because i'm just listening to all these songs seeing all the characters and i'm like oh that oh yeah so i definitely have a final fantasy itch and i'm just trying to figure out which one to to go with because there's there's a lot out there man for me in final fantasy i've really only finished uh three final fantasies six seven remake and nine all the other ones i've a lot of them have gotten really far into but never finished like 12 7 uh, i never played eight got very far in 12 never finished it 13 i gave up on i imagine a lot of a lot of us gave up on 13 but yeah so really have a final fantasy itch so i'm, I'm, I'm planning on playing one of those very soon and speaking of playing really soon and uh, well not really it doesn't really tie in but I think I stopped I'm, I'm done with Prey I don't think I'm going to continue on with Prey it's really it's not the, that the game is bad not that the game is bad I think it's actually a good game it's just not what I want not what I was feeling whatsoever I wanted a sci-fi shooter so I have I've kind of narrowed it down to three shooters that I've been it's been on my docket for a very long time Titanfall 2 Wolfenstein 2 and Doom Eternal. A lot of sequels, but uh, yeah, one of those three I think I'm going to go with probably whichever one's the shortest, just so I can, you know, I don't know. I just really feel like a short game right now, so that would be good. Uh, Probably Titanfall 2, but uh, kind of been, I don't know, because I didn't like Doom 2016 all that much, so I'm nervous for Eternal, but I heard it's a lot better. Anyway, so those are kind of the games that I've been looking up. I don't believe I purchased any new video game. Oh, oh, well, I kind of did because my Xbox Series X is in, or not X, Series S, pardon me, and I, I downloaded a bunch. I got Hi-Fi Rush downloaded, Hogwarts Legacy is downloaded, so I think I'm going Hi-Fi Rush because I've just heard so many good things. It's a substantially shorter game than Hogwarts, but I'm hoping to get into Hogwarts sometime this year, and yeah, so that's going to be very exciting. Again, if you have any recommendations for Xbox games, uh, throw them at me. I, I've kind of already looked through. There's there's not a whole lot on Xbox, sadly, but you know there's enough there to keep me happy until Starfield comes out, and then we'll see where what happens with Starfield and all that great stuff. So I think that's everything that I've been up to over the last week. Yep. So let's get into this shit, baby. Let's talk about some NHL video games. EA Sports. EA Sports. It's in the game. It's in the game. It's in the game. NHL 2003. Oh man, I miss the old NHL intros. EA Sports. It's in the game. Oh man. Oh man, those were the those were the good days when things were simple, but man, oh jeez, where do we even begin with the NHL games? Well, I think that's pretty easy to answer. Let's start at the beginning. So In my earliest days, I do remember playing some of the Super Nintendo hockey games. I don't remember specifically which one it was, but I'm banking that it was more than likely NHL 94, the most popular one. I remember it 
with the the blue star when your player had it. It was a fine game. I don't recall if I owned it or not, and I definitely didn't play that one very much growing up. It's not like my sister was super into it, and the super sad thing is that no one in my family other than really me is into any form of sports. At best, my dad would watch... Uh, like, the finals of stuff. Like, every once in a while, he would watch, like, the World Series if there was, like, two big teams in there. I don't ever recall watching any basketball. And then hockey, he would watch pretty much every Stanley Cup final. So, yeah, other than that, it wasn't like my dad was super interested in that. And even in the video games, we would be a little bit more in uh, after the racing games and the fighting games over the sports games. But I do recall playing them. A little bit. Sadly, I just I don't have the nostalgia that a lot of people do with those amazing Super Nintendo ones, especially NHL 94. I got some good kicks out of it when they brought back that game mode in some of the newer NHL games. But yeah, it definitely didn't capture what it was back in the day. And I mean, I wish I could have experienced it, but I got to experience NHL games in a, in a different way, a little bit more modern. And my earliest... Uh, memories with the PS2 version uh, NHL games was NHL Hits. I think it was 2002? It might have been 2003. All I know is Scott Gomez. No, not Scott Gomez. Scott Stevens. Good lord. Scott Stevens was on the cover of that one. And I mean, there's. I don't know if there's a much more fitting person at that in that era of hockey to be on the cover of NHL Hits. That guy absolutely brained bitches. I mean... Some people might be too young to remember, but he literally killed a man on the ice once. He smacked him so hard in the head. He he just lost consciousness and his life for a moment. But it's okay. He came back to life. Paul Korea. Okay. Uh, on the off the floor and on the board. Paul Korea. Everybody, come on now, come on. But dude, NHL hits, and people have been clamoring. They have been begging for like the NHL. Oh, man, I think it was EA Big, it was called back then. They used to make a lot of the really fun sports games, like NFL Blitz. I think they did. Anyway, anything that was a little bit more arcade. And, oh, man, I would go over to my aunt's house, and they had NHL hits, and I played the shit out of NHL hits, man. I loved it. I loved that you can hit people extremely hard, and they go flying. You could smash them through the glass, and, of course, you can fight with each other. Now, me personally, the fighting in NHL games, it's never really been that great. There's definitely been some better better than others. I prefer the kind of the, you could, see, I don't know, there was a first person <laughs> version that they were doing, I think, in like 2010s and stuff like that. That was good, but also terrible. But I don't know, the fighting in NHL games, love it or hate it. I, I loved it in NHL hits, man. And I just remember so vividly, like, I, I rarely ever used any of the actual teams. There was, like, this special team of, like, I think it was called the Freaks or something, but it was, like, you have a dude that has a clown head and a shark head and a cow head, and you have an alien as your goaltender. Oh, my God, dude. That, that was my fucking squad. We would always play in the shark tank, the San Jose Sharks freaking arena, and I think that was the only other team that I would play as, as... As the San Jose Sharks. I think a lot of kids that grew up when San Jose were uh, fairly new. I think a lot of us really thought the Sharks were cool. I mean, they had this awesome logo with a shark biting a hockey stick in half. Like, oh, that's so bait ace. And then, oh, dude, you get, when you get, I, th- I don't know, if you get like a hat trick or two goals or something, your players would like 
collide their sticks together and they like get shocked by lightning and then your dude's on fire and you're fucking flying around smashing bitches and oh dude I used to just slaughter the that AI in this game I would I remember vividly winning all the time like 20 nothing 22 nothing and my aunt would just be like why don't you turn the difficulty up it's like but I'm having fun slaughtering bitches I don't want to like lose I hate losing so yeah, I played that almost every single time I went over there. I absolutely loved NHL hits. And I never got the own I never owned that one in my own collection because I went off and got my own NHL video game. The first one that I got, and it was so damn important. NHL 2003. Oh my god, dude. Jerome Aginla on the cover, and this is where it all began. Like, this is where I became, like, a super nerd hockey fan. I learned all the names, and, oh, dude, so much, so much fandom began here. Like, I felt, especially with the Calgary Flames, like, this is where it all began with me and the Flames right here. And pretty much with the Leafs as well. Like, I was already a Leaf fan, but a very, very new Leaf fan. And, you know, I I didn't see anything wrong with liking another team at the time. And the dude on the cover, Jerome Ginla. He was my hero, man. I absolutely adore Jerome Ginla in every way. I think he's an incredible human. He's my spirit animal. Like, when Jerome Ginla, like, he was the captain of the Flames for a long time. And, like, during the season, like, he's captain. He's a Superman. He's Captain Superman. And he's here. He's doing everything. But once it's off season, goes off into the mountains. Cannot reach that man. He is gone for three months. But once hockey starts up, he's back and he's ready to go. I fucking love him. He's amazing. He's one of my favorite... If, he's very, very, very up there. He is, uh, I love him. He's a, an amazing hockey player, and he was the cover boy for 03, and he was, that was when he was a megastar, man. Like, in the early 2000s, man, a Jerome McGinley was amazing. He scored, like, 50 goals, fight everybody, blast bitches. Like, I, he could do everything, and I loved him. He was amazing, and, oh, man, I just, there was so much going on with this, uh, at this time with me. I remember... Oh, and fucking Mika Kiprasov, goaltenders, uh, goalies, I don't know, anyone that wore a mask, like, even to wrestling, like, I always liked masked wrestlers, Mankind, Kane, Rey Mysterio, and when it came to hockey, I really, really liked goaltenders, I always preferred a goalie, I thought the masks were really fucking awesome, and it also kind of started my little love affair with the Vancouver Canucks, because they had a goalie on their team, Dan Cloutier, and he had a really weird mask. And I don't think I've ever seen anyone... Oh, there's one other goalie that wore it. Uh, uh, Osgood, he wore a mask similar to that. And I really gravitated to the Canucks at this time as well. I thought their jerseys were fucking awesome, which some Vancouver fans may not like that because that's when they went with the Orca. And, you know, I was like eight or nine years old at the time. I had no idea that, like, some fucking whaling company was involved like I had no idea about that stuff but I thought the Orca was amazing I loved the Vancouver Canucks jersey I thought it was the coolest freaking thing ever especially had this alternate uh Vancouver Canucks jersey that like kind of like has red and it fades into the black uh, it's just oh so freaking cool man and oh I just really really got like addicted like really became fans of certain players like this is kind of where my love affair with some Detroit players started up like Steve Yzerman, Brendan Shanahan uh and back to the Vancouver Canucks man oh my god so I used to just play season modes a lot so obviously I started with the Leafs and 
that's in in a way that's where some of my it's not that I didn't like these Leafs it's just I wasn't the biggest fan of Matt Sundin, Ty Domi, guys like that. Well, Ty Domi cuz he he didn't put up points. He was a fighter and I didn't know that. At the time, my brain was tiny. It wasn't fully developed yet, right? And all I really cared about was points. I'm like, "Oh, who has the most points?" And at that time, I do believe it was Alexander McGillney. And that's where, like, I just fell in love with McGillney, loved him. He was fast, and he could score these awesome goals. He looked cool. The number 89 was just fucking, I just fucking thought it was awesome. I just loved everything about McGillney. But, of course, everyone during that time was all about Matt Sundin. Like, oh, he's the best player. He's our captain, so on and so forth. It's not that I didn't like Sundin. It's that I liked McGillney better, and I always was on his side. I'm like, oh, no, McGillney's the best Leaf. But looking back to it, I mean, without a doubt, Matt Sundin is one of the greatest Leafs of all time. Probably the greatest Leaf right now, and we'll see with Austin Matthews Marner. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, I didn't like uh, Domi all that much back then because in the game, he was, you know, his career was almost over at that time. He was very slow and he couldn't score. But I love Ty Domi now. I just, I laugh at (laughs) what I thought about players back then. I was so narrow minded. It was just about points. Whoever put up points, I loved them. So, yeah, like all the originals, McCabe and. I don't remember if Brian Leach or anyone like that was on the team, but of course, Ed Belfour, my favorite goaltender of all time, might be my favorite, like, just player of all time. It's it's very close, but oh my god, dude, fell in love with the Leafs, and sadly, I can't remember, I think in this one, in, oth- in this game 03, I think this is before they picked up a lot of, like, the older legends, when they picked up Brian Leach and Ron Francis and... Fucking Olin Nolan came over. I think it was before all that. So they were an okay team. They were pretty good. But uh, they weren't as good as some of the other teams that I was playing. And I got very into the Vancouver Canucks who had Nasland and Brendan Morrison. I just love Brendan Morrison. Bertuzzi. Before he fucking almost killed the guy on the ice. I was a big fan of Bertuzzi. Uh, of course, Cloutier, the goaltender, even though he wasn't very good in that game, I remember. And, oh, I hated the Sedins. They, were, they weren't they were the Sedins yet. They were still kind of... They took a long time to become the Sedins, and they weren't there yet. And I just remembered, like, what, who the fuck are these two, like, creepy-looking twin guys that were not very good? I think they were, like, 78s overall back then. They weren't good. They were on, like, the third, fourth line. I fell in love with Manny Malholtra. Like, oh, my God, dude. Like, this game just got me into everything hockey i just played this game so freaking much and i remember i mean the soundtrack dude oh my god the soundtrack is incredible i mean queens of the stone age no one knows treble charger you got jimmy eat world of course man with the the sweetness like oh my god so many iconic freaking songs i don't think i could put really any of them in here without getting in some trouble but Oh, man, soundtracks are not like they used to be, man. Like, oh, my God, like, that's probably, I don't know, there's a lot of glaring uh, issues with the new NHL games, but their soundtracks are just garbage. Like, it's just not, they're not as deep as they used to be, and the variety isn't there. There's just, like, 17 Arkell songs and, like, one other band, and you're like, okay, well, I get sick of that in about an hour and a half, but I never got sick of the older NHL soundtracks, man. Like, up until... Once it got to, like, PS4 era, that's where, for me personally, that's where, like, soundtracks started falling off. But, Jesus, man. I was listening to some of those old... Well, I still listen to those songs, but I don't think those songs ever left my rotation. I mean, No One Knows by Queens of the Stone Age might be one of the greatest songs ever made. And, Jesus, man, I just... When you would score a goal 
I don't remember the, the fucking qualifications of how you would do this, but I remember just doing so many cross crease goals. Like, it would be fuck Sundin from one wing, cross crease to fucking McGillney who one times it in, and it's like 97% of the time it's going in. But they would have awesome little replays and slow-mo and show the puck. And, man, it was just... it For me at the time, it looked almost like watching a hockey game to me which I know is laughable because it it does not look like a real hockey game on TV but you know TVs were a little fuzzier back then so kind of but just the the way that they were moving I'm like that's exactly how they celebrate on the TV like oh my god and you could do your own celebrations and stuff it was fucking out of control you get a hat trick they're throwing hats like I was I was blown away man this was a huge step up like I went from the Super Nintendo games to bam, to the fucking PS2 era hockey games, and and yeah, it was a massive step up, I just remember playing lots of season modes, and I would play every single game, and oh my god, my players, would be like, oh yeah, Marcus Naslin, he got 287 points, like, fucking destroyed Gretzky's records and shit, oh my god, dude, and I loved playing goalie in this game, oh my god, you can like, there was like sliders, I remember, and you can, like, put them all the way onto your end to make all your players super fast and more accurate and all that shit. Slide those all the way over. And you can do that with the goalies, too, to make your goalie fucking better. And I would always... I love... I got so addicted to playing goaltender in 03, man. It was so much fun. Like, it's nothing like the one in, in the games now. Like, I've never played goalie like I did in 03. In 03, you had to press, like, the face buttons to make saves. Like, you had to, like... I don't know, for example, like hit square to make a blocker save, hit circle to make a glove save. And it just made it so much more like intense. Like you had to like really, really read the plays. And, and goalie now, it's very, very complicated. And for the most part, it's very boring, I found. Like I never really got into the new ways of playing goalie. You kind of just have to stand there and they just kind of make the save themselves. And then sometimes they don't. It's very, very frustrating. But the, one of the most, one of the weirdest things... I played so much goaltender back then, and I could never, ever get a shutout. I would play with the best goalies, like Martin Broder, like 96 overall, Patrick Waugh, 95 overall and shit. Would never get a shutout until I played as like a 77 overall Trevor fucking kid on the Florida Panthers, and I got my one and only shutout. And I remember so vividly hating Trevor Kidd so so much because he was the backup goaltender for the Leafs and I shit you not I just I remember any time that that fucking guy was in the net it's seven it's a seven goal game that he's letting in seven there's nothing you can do about it and I just remember hating hating his guts though he looked cool I remember in the game he looked cool he had like long hair and shit like that I remember like really liking Richard Zednick and Jeremy Roenick because they had like long hair and I just thought it looked cool it looks ridiculous nowadays but Jesus, man, I played the ever-living bejesus out of this freaking game. And then the next NHL video game I got was not part of the EA NHL franchise. It was actually Gretzky NHL 2005. So still in an era where I didn't know any better. I didn't know about reviews. There was nowhere for me to look for reviews. I would just go to the store... I saw a hockey game, and I would I think the case looked pretty cool. It's like dark and dark red, and it has like fucking Wayne Gretzky on it. And you're like, oh, fuck yeah. And my dad, that's like the only player he would ever tell me about is Wayne Gretzky. Because, I mean, he, was, he grew up in the Wayne Gretzky era. So he got to watch Wayne Gretzky, and he told me like 
how amazing he was. So I was like, oh shit, there, there's this video game. I mean, he's the best NHL player of all time, so he's got to have the best NHL game of all time, right? Uh, not so much. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I adored this game. I, I probably played this one more than I did NHL 03, because this one, I went from 03, I went to Gretzky NHL 05, I didn't get another NHL game until NHL 2009. So this one was my stopgap for, right, for a very, very long time. And it kept me satisfied because of the ridiculous Gretzky challenges. It's just filled with Gretzky challenges trying to break his career records which even in a video game is a daunting daunting task I mean I remember playing the career mode my dude was like probably in the high 90s and now shit you not was putting up like 350 goals a season like 600 points and I did that for like three seasons and I probably I probably played that game off and on for four years and I, fuck, man, I remember, oh, wow, I played that game for a long time, like, way too long, I, I should have upgraded my NHL game, but I didn't know any better, I didn't know how good the other NHL games were, and, like, they had the, in 2007, the NHL games, they introduced the skill stick, which they're still using today, and fuck, I did not get there until, like, 2008 or 9-ish, when I got NHL 09, with Dion for freaking enough on it, baby, fucking Dion. I have two copies of NHL 09. Double Dion, baby. You know it. I, I was looking through my, my library and I was going to get all my NHL cases together and I was like, why do I have two copies of NHL 09? Like, <laughs> and I had to make the double Dion joke. Anyway, NHL 09, bro, that was a game changer. That was a game changer. Now I knew better. At this point, I got a Game Pro fucking magazine subscription. I got the internet, so I know I know where to go. I'm looking at reviews. I'm on YouTube seeing, you know, IGN video reviews. I know what's up at this point. And man, uh the once NHL games hit the 360 and the PS3 era, this might be, I mean, I don't know, PS2 era sports games, that might be the golden age. I mean, the amount of content that used to be in those PS2 games was absolutely out of fucking control. And you had the hits games and stuff like that. But, man, I really, really enjoyed the the 360 PS3 era NHL games. I think they're spectacular. And it starts with NHL 09. So this is my introduction to the skill stick. And a whole bunch of new game modes. Like, in 03, I don't remember if there was a career mode. I'm pretty sure there was a GM mode, but I was too young to understand really how to do that. So I didn't really... I probably fiddled around with them, but I don't remember them very much. Um, but in 09, you got a be a pro mode. You can fucking start from the minors, get drafted. You got GM mode and be the GM and all that stuff in your standard modes. Now it's in HD, the fucking games are looking better than ever, like, the crowds are starting to look almost realistic, the players' faces are getting there, like, you're like, oh my god, that is Alexander Ovechkin, that's Sidney Crosby, and then, you know, there's some of the not-so-well-known players that kind of have, like, just normal faces, but it was getting there, man, NHL on the, on, in the HD era was a fucking blast, and so my introduction with the skill stick... It was incredible. I mean, I don't know how we didn't get there sooner. Like, I can't believe it It took this long to use the analog stick to control the puck and to move your stick around and to pull off ridiculous dekes. Like, finally, I can, like, I can do the motion for, like, dragging the puck. Like, it was just 
out of control. It was amazing. It felt so good. Like, playing an NHL game never felt more real. And, I mean, the PS2 era, they were fairly simulation, but they felt more arcadey, uh, at least from what I can remember. But I did play hits, so I might be mixing that up. But they started getting a little bit more... As the years were going on in the HD era, they were starting to get a little bit more simulation-y, a little bit more realistic, because they could they got better graphics, better controls, and Jesus, man, I mean, ugh. my friend and I used to play the shootout mode in NHL 09 I sh- for like seven hours straight. We He would come over, my buddy Billy and I, and that's how fun the skill stick was. Like, there were so many deeks you can pull off, like, trying to do the... Like jumping, like you you jump with the puck and the puck gets lifted up and you try to lift it over your friend and just get a ridiculous goal and trying to pull off a Datsuk where you drag it and just, oh, lift it top cheese and shit. It felt so good, man. It was like, and the crazy thing was my buddy Billy, like he didn't, he stayed with the NHL 94 controls. I just, I kind of grew up on the new modern controls. So that's just how I did it. But he still can use the skill stick and everything, but I just really liked using the analog stick. I don't know. It just felt more, you felt it. Like you could pull off a hit hits, you know, they're hit and miss hat. See what I did there. Hits are hit and miss. Ah, but for the most part, it went, they changed it from pressing like a button. And now all you have to kind of like direct your analog stick into them. Some games they had better hitting than others. And same goes with the fighting. So I think in Oh nine, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think in Oh nine, that's when they did the first person fighting, which was pretty awkward like it was kind of funny like you get a really good close-up of the person's face that you're punching which is kind of good and you're using the analog sticks to punch but I don't know it wasn't my favorite I, I like I said I prefer it when it's further back and you can see both people but I prefer it more like the rock'em sock'em thing where you're just like just fucking machine gun punches and just whoever can tap the x button faster that's who wins but yeah the fighting was good of course playing it against your friends was super fun we would fight with each other all the time where you can like smack them where you can like slash them at the face off dot and it's just a fucking brawl and one thing oh my god dude the one thing that i miss almost the most from the older games is the amount of time they used to give you after whistles to just go around and just just wreak havoc on the computer teams on on online opponents like you can just full-on full blast fucking water boy a guy just boom and you just fucking slaughter them they go sliding across the ice and you're just running away and half the whole fucking team is chasing you six guys coming after you the goalies coming out coaches on the ice fucking carnage and you could and they used to give you enough time that you can hit like you could take out half their fucking team. Just wham, wham, another one. Oh, it used to make... Fuck, man. We used to laugh so freaking much at doing that. And now in the modern games, everyone's about, oh, I can't wait eight seconds. And now you can barely touch anybody after the whistle. It's ridiculous. You probably get a penalty nowadays. I don't know. But, man, that God, like I said, man, I played this game so much with my buddies. We would come over. They'd have a game day, and we'd just have... Oh, just play fucking NHL over and over and over again and me admittedly I've never really been good at the offense in the NHL games there's been some NHL games where there might be a glitch goal that I'm, I'm pretty good at doing but for the most part I was a very good passer and defensive guy <laughs> to put me on defense or, or make me like the defensive center I was infuriating to play against at times with the poke checks 
some of the some of the games the pocheck was so overpowered like they didn't even need to be near you and you could poke it away and oh man i used to make my friends so fucking angry at me like they'd be coming in i just go poke and it's gone and they're like fuck man like stop with the poke check i'm like well fucking deke man like avoid the poke check but you, i mean you kind of couldn't they it was a very powerful thing back in the day they've worked on it but it's still you know kind of kind of sketchy and now you can't do a poke check without tripping people but back in the day back in my day the poke check worked really good it worked really 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 good so on top of playing just the shootout mode alone we just play all fucking day long because the skill stick was just so much fun you could do so many creative things and of course playing as the goaltender was fucking outrageous we were both so terrible at goalie even with all the hours it was it they've never really gotten the goaltender thing to work i know there's people out there that are really good at it i tried man i really really tried and i could never get it down it's it's quite difficult and then you got the be a pro mode i mean i know it's it's definitely not great anymore but the first time you play be a pro mode it's absolutely outstanding like it's so much there was just so much more to it than fucking when i first started it would just be like game all right another game another game and it's kind of like that but there's a little bit more you gotta upgrade your player kind of it's almost like an rpg you're just like oh i'm gonna upgrade my fucking slap shot power oh i want to be more speedy and i feel like some of them it would be like uh if you just if you happen to take a whole bunch of slap shots that game it would increase your slap shot power if you scored with the slap shot increase your accuracy if you fucking laid out 20 hits in the game your hitting's gonna go way up and i feel like a lot of my dudes um i i hit a lot i like to hit a lot and i feel like a lot of my guys had 99 che- body checking before they even got to like 79 in the shooting category just trucking bitches it's so much fun now the more modern bia pros i know they've they've tried to make it a little bit better kind of like the nba 2k ones they never quite fully pulled the trigger i, I found with the nhl be a pro mode but they tried with like interviews and shit honestly it, it gets old after like a couple hours they, i don't know i uh, never haven't been big on the be a pros for a while like after i did it in 09 did it again in, in 11 and it, it was kind of the same experience over and over again so that kind of went off in the background like every once in a while i would get into it but but then something fucking terrible will happen i don't remember what what fucking nhl this one happened to me but it was, uh, I was really desperate to get the trophy, you know, get the trophy, uh, win the Stanley Cup so I can get my trophy, winning the trophy. And it was the last game of the season and my dude broke his fucking leg and I was done. Done for the whole playoffs. We missed the whole entire playoffs. So all that effort that I put into going through the whole entire regular season, playing most of the games, and that takes a long fucking time it was all for nothing like i was like i'd have to basically you just had to restart it and it was all for nothing and at that point i felt like i was like i i I kind of understand now how it must feel for you know a player to go through something like this and to end up being injured before your playoff run because playoffs is that's just a whole different animal there's the it's on the line man it's on the line so that was a devastating injury i remember that and fuck it got so annoying with some of the more recent nhl games trying to get drafted first overall or even in the fucking first round for some reason became ridiculous for a while i don't know if it's any better i haven't really played them in a bit but 
there was one where I put up like, let's just say I put up like 40 goals in like 60 games, like 100 plus points. Like if you do that and if there's a player like that in, in the real world, he's going first overall every day. And I went in like the fourth round. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I was like, how? I have 100 more points than the first overall pick and I don't get it. And then I would just show show that everybody wrong. It's like, you should have fucking picked me, bitches. Got 100 points in my first fucking season. Anyway. Um, I played a lot of be a pro mode during the early days, especially definitely tailed off. And, uh, the thing that I just, I got so addicted to, to the point that it became a problem almost, I had to stop playing it. And that is GM mode. Oh my God, dude. Like that is, I never, I didn't know that I was going to love it and get so addicted to GM mode. I, I must be, I must've put hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of hours into NHL GM mode. I, just would never get sick of it. I never, I would still play it today. I still have a craving to play GM mode today. I, I love, love that kind of shit. I love managing. I love, I love the trades. I love the values. I love winning the Stanley Cup and just building up this team or fucking tearing down a team. Oh my God, dude. Like GM mode is my bread and butter. Hundreds and hundreds of hours played into it. And man, there was, I don't, I think they only tried it once, and there was a GM mode connected. They tried it, and it was a very, very, very ambitious mode, which I hope and wish they would try again. I think it would be a lot more successful now, maybe, if they start making the games a little bit better. But it was very ambitious. They were going to have it uh, be GM mode online, basically, against 30 other people. I think there's 30 teams back then. And it would just be an online thing with 30 people and 30 GMs and shit. It would be absolutely carnage. I never got it to work. Uh, I don't know if many people did get it to work. Maybe I imagine the people that did had a fucking blast. I can only imagine it being like a, like a fantasy season, but like fast forward, like you can get through, but I, I can only imagine like trying to get 30 people playing at the exact same time. Like I said, now if they made it into some sort of like battle Royale, maybe like GM mode, I don't know. Maybe there's something there they can work with that, but Man, I wanted that to work. And that was at the time where everybody, all my friends, we all got NHL. Even the ones that didn't give a shit about NHL, a lot of us were playing NHL. Me, a lot of GM mode, but we'll talk about some of the other multiplayer modes in a moment. But GM mode, bro. I mean, this is where a lot of my encyclopedic knowledge came from in the NHL. That's how I know like all the names, like how many fucking times... I would trade these players and be people I never knew. And then you just, you've seen them a hundred fucking times. You see all the prospects like, oh man, I would learn about all these prospects. I would go from the knowledge of the video game. It's like, oh, oh, Nail Yakupov is going to be a superstar. He's got A plus potential, bro. And I mean, if you know Nail Yakupov, he was a major, major bust in the NHL. But in some of those video games, he was absolutely unbelievable. And it's always fun to go back, like, I don't know, pop in NHL NHL 16 and just look at what the prospects were like back then. You would be like, oh, wow, that guy never made it. Oh, look at that prospect. He was only like a, a B-minus prospect and he's a fucking superstar now, that kind of shit. And you would develop some, like, I used, I got fucking fell in love with some really odd players, especially like defensive third line centers. Like Manny Malhotra is my boy. I fucking love Manny Malhotra for like, I'd say like three years of NHL games. He was, no matter what team, 
always getting Manny Malhotra. He's going to be my fourth line center. He can't see out of one eye, but I don't give a shit. He can win face-offs, and he's so good defensively. I love that guy. And then you would just have, like, as the years go on, like, the longer your GM mode go, you get to see people retire. Like, I can't tell you how many times I saw Sidney Crosby retire, Ovechkin retiring. And you see crazy things, man. Like, it, some of the newer NHL games, like, Ovechkin doesn't retire until he's, like, 43 years old. You're like, Jesus Christ. But it kind of makes sense. I could see him doing that in real life. Absolutely. That was something they added in a little later on. When a player retires, they would, like, become a coach or a freaking assistant coach. And it's like, oh, shit, I got Alexander Ovechkin. He's my coach now. It's like, oh, Sidney Crosby is my goalie coach. Like, what? And the GM modes, I mean, I, I liked... For for the most part, the new features that they're putting in, it's like, oh, you can you can create your own arena, you can create your own teams. I really liked the year they added in the expansion drafts and everything. That was a lot of fun. Did a million of those fucking things. Fantasy drafts, oh my god. I would do so many fantasy drafts and I would make... Oh man, there was one year I spent like a whole fucking weekend making up my own legends... And I did my own Legends fantasy draft where I made, like, fucking 50 Legends and I just unleashed them into the league and, like, fucking Philadelphia's got Mario Lemieux and, like, oh my god, it was so much fun. And that's one thing that I wish they would add in the NHL games now. Like, NBA has it. You can just download the 1986 NBA draft with Michael Jordan and all them in it and you could just... Bam, make that your draft, and then bam, Michael Jordan, a fresh 19-year-old Michael Jordan has just entered the league. And it's all there, like, it's pictures, stats, it's all there, and you can just download it in an instant, bam, there it is. NHL, you'd have to spend hours creating your own custom roster, which, I mean, is fine for some people. Some people like it. I, nowadays, there's no fucking way. I would love it if you can just... Like, oh, I want to download the 1990 NHL draft and bam, you got like Owen Nolan coming into the league again with his old picture from the old games and shit. Easily they can do that, but they just don't. But I mean, they've added in little features, which I mean, that's kind of the thing with NHL, right? Like they come out every single year and they add in a little bit here and a little bit there or take out a little bit here and a little bit there. And yeah, man, um... I like most of them, like, the little interview, I, a lot of that stuff I turned off, like, the player interactions, like, oh, I'm fucking, I'm bitching, because I'm only getting second line ice, ice fucking minutes and shit, it's like, shut the fuck up, like, here's eight million dollars, go hell away, like, fuck off, but, Jesus, man, I played more GM mode than I would like to admit, I literally had to stop playing it, because I was just, I would just spend so much time playing it, I'm like, man, I'm missing out on so many games, <laughs> the backlog is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and I'm just spending more and more time on NHL games and you know it basically boils down to I'm just doing the same thing over and over again but like the numbers are slightly different but I can't tell you like one of the most satisfying things is is just putting together a team that you built from scratch from a rebuild that you tore down their old team built it up from scratch, drafted properly, made the good trades, and they go off and win the Stanley Cup. And I had my thing, like, full simulation. I don't get involved in the games. Once in a while where you're like, oh, I'm, I'm up in the series, like, 3 nothing. I'm simulating the game. There's five minutes left. We're up 5 nothing. I'm going in. Maybe I scored a goal, but I want to celebrate with my team. And you get to see the animation that's been the same for fucking 30 years. But 
goddamn, that is one of the most satisfying things. Building that team up and they fucking win the cup. And, oh, I, I loved crunching the numbers, like getting good deals on players. They're like, I want $7 million. I'm like, here is six. Here's 5.99999 because I just wa- I don't want to give you $6 million. And then they take it and you're like, oh, I'm And then there's just a lot, man. Like the trades, like you make them so difficult. Some trades are just impossible. Like they literally made some trades impossible. Once they started adding in the, the, the red thing, like if the player's name is red, they want to trade them. And if it's not like, good luck next to impossible to get them in the earlier games. Like, yeah, I mean, it was a little bit broken. It's like, okay, I want Crosby. Here's 17 first round picks. And they're like, Oh, Oh, I won't, I'm, a, I'm not gonna look a gift horse in the mouth or whatever the fuck they used to say all the time. Cheering in the streets, our fans, everybody. But seriously, uh, the trades I love. I've nothing fucking better than man. There used to be like I'd grind trades, man. Like oh, I need this specific player, and eventually they finally added in like a filter system. It's like okay, I'm looking for a first line winger and this, this, and that, and then bam, it finds it. Oh, mwah, thank God they added that eventually. I used to spend like an hour going through all the teams like okay i'm looking for a 20 fucking two-year-old goaltender that doesn't have a contract yet and there's like one guy in the league and they don't want to trade him so i just oh <laughs> shit like that but i loved it i just couldn't get enough of gm mode i just can't and then there's the other game modes the online ones you got ea shl which jesus man i played so much of some years more than others uh, depends on how many of my friends got into it that year. The more, the merrier, obviously. And and for the most part, it kind of just boiled down to just me and my buddy Kyle at the at the ending days. And when you know the the online community for NHL has just really really gone off a cliff. And yeah, there's not that many people playing anymore. So as the years went on, I started playing less and less of the online modes. But dude, EASHL had some. I had some incredible moment, times with EASHL, like building up your build your own squad and you're unlocking, you build your own ridiculous custom players and jerseys and they added in like classes and shit. Like it was it's a ton of fun. It's just that I mean the community kind of sucks now and I don't really play the online multiplayer games, but jeez man, we used to play it so much my buddy billy would come over we play it for like nine hours straight and be like oh we won like 12 straight and then we lose 12 straight especially once we started drinking like we'd start out really good and then once you're like six beers in it's like oh dude why are we losing like all these games all of a sudden (laughs) you just get like blackout drunk oh my god so i i loved eashl they did the i really got into the threes when they did threes loved how much open ice there was and yeah, I really ended up really loved playing defense. I became a really I just got really good at at drop-in games. I would always play defense cuz no one ever wanted to play D. Uh, no one wants to play goalie. Understand? No one wants to play center. I understand that, but I love playing defense. I love making a breakout pass. So satisfying. It's like boom, there's like a fucking 150-foot pass just right on the tape. Bam, they get in for a breakaway. Top cheese. Oh my god, my god. Love that. So I love playing defense. That was my position. And then there's hut. So you got the hut thing where you can unlock the cards and and all that stuff. I mean, I love the concept of it. I just hate what it's done to the NHL franchise. Like once hut came in, it was, it was a nice new thing at the beginning, kind of something on the back burner. And nowadays it's like the main attraction of the game because that's where they make all the money. Oh, you buy these digital cards that are worthless for yeah, they got a little bit of virtual value for like seven months and then the new game comes out and it's all fucking wiped away it's worthless again so 
I never really got into that. I, I, like I said, I think the idea is cool, but it's a pay to win thing. Like I would get in there with my fucking 60 overall team. And then I playing up against the team of all Sidney Crosby's all Gretzky's. It's like, what the fuck, man? It's like, I'm not spending all this money to get those players. It's batshit crazy. I did get lucky one year. Uh, whenever you would get the, if you had the previous NHL games, they would give you like bonus packs. So as the years went on, I would get more and more of these bonus packs. I never got anything good in it except for one year. I got a Jamie Ben when Jamie Ben was really fucking good. I got a shitload of money for him because that's that's the time to strike and hut. Uh, if you can get get in there early, get something really good, it's gonna be worth a lot. And yeah, I made a ton of money on my Jamie Ben. And sold them, and I just bought a whole bunch of packs and proceeded to get nothing even close to as good as that Jamie Ben card. And yeah, I played for a little bit, got bored, and yeah, started getting my ass kicked by players and, and teams that had way better players on it. And yeah, but I think the idea is cool. I just wish it didn't get as over just ridiculous. Like, like it, it would take too many games. Like, it used to take like four or five games before you can even afford one fucking pack that nothing would be in it. It's just. It's very addicting. I see the addictive nature to it, but I never got into it because I just I didn't like the pay to win aspect to it. So I've never really been big on Hut. I wish it would be uh, you know a better, more because uh, it's a great idea. I think they had something like it in the earlier games where you would like get cards or something like that. I don't one hundred percent remember, but yeah, something like that. If it wasn't so fucking pay to win, it would actually be a lot of fun. Oh, oh, I just had a memory. Fucking so in GM mode. I've won the cup with everybody. There, there hasn't been a team that I haven't been able to win the cup with, except for one. And I don't know if that the programmers have designed it this way to make it that this team cannot win a cup, but that team is the fucking Vancouver Canucks. And they can't win a cup in real life either. They've been in the league since the 70s, have never won a cup, gotten close, but never did it. And I couldn't do it with them in the video game. I tried desperately, man. I really, really tried. And that was the only team I could never win a cup with. So Vancouver Canucks, you're fucking cursed. I don't know what to say. I feel bad, man. I really do. Because, like, their fan base, for the most part, is great. You know, we'll, we'll try not to remember the riot in 2011. Mm, that's so upsetting. But... God damn, those Canucks, I couldn't do it. There's just, I don't know what it is about the Vancouver Canucks. It might also be the Philadelphia Flyers, who are, in and away, also kind of a cursed team, but I I feel like I won with them. I know 100% I couldn't win with the Vancouver Canucks. It's fucking absolutely ridiculous. And of course, and of course, forgot to mention... I, I used to keep, I have a, I still have it, my little red binder where I would write down all the stats, like, oh, okay, this, I would write down all of how many Maurice Rocket Rouchards I won throughout my GM career, because they never did that, they never, I feel like some of them did, they actually recorded, like, how many Stanley Cups you won, but as they went on, there, there's just more stats I wanted to, to know, it's like, oh, what player did I have in my franchise that ended up being, like, my franchise leader, and which got what goaltender was the best and oh man i had some goaltenders back in the day there used to be a little oh man i didn't even talk about drafting in the in the gm mode oh my god the drafts were so much freaking fun especially like once you've done a couple and you know the prospects the first like the first couple of drafts they're gonna have like some of the real prospects that are going to be coming into the league and then after that's all like randomly generated people but oh man eventually i think it was the 
I think it was like the Connor McDavid draft. Like everyone knew that this kid was going to be unbelievable. So I would always make sure I get a whole bunch of first round picks and I would always make sure I steal that first round pick. Used to be really easy to get those first rounders. Now they, they're, they've gotten quite tough to snag first round picks off of teams in the newer NHL games. Rightfully so, rightfully so. I mean, they're worth a lot. But Jesus, man, I used to make fucking oh i have taylor hall tyler sagan fucking ryan nugent hopkins just got like every first overall i basically got the edmonton oilers but but good and fuck me i love drafting so freaking much again back to i wish they would just let us put in old drafts legacy drafts like i just want to draft from the 2000 let's redraft a 2003 draft let's fucking go that would be Amazing! I would have a million fun. Just a million fun. That's it. A million fun. Oh, man, I miss, I miss that shit, man. I miss it. I have an itching right at this moment for a sports game. I'm trying, like, I have, there's, a, like, I have NHL games that I've not played yet. Don't think I played 22 or 23, and they're just sitting there. I'm like, oh, should I try it? Should I do it? I don't know. But I've been trying to play. I got really into NBA 2K, like, their GM mode. I think it's better. I think I, I, I'm really into the NBA 2K GM mode. Played the ever living shit out of that. I basically had to do the same thing. Like, all right, no more. Can't play this anymore. You're just spending all of your gaming time playing GM mode over and over again. How many times can I draft Shaquille O'Neal and win 17 straight NBA championships with the Raptors? Well, the answer to that is at least 10 times because it's, oh, it's just so much freaking fun. Speaking of fun, let's uh, let's just do a quick little ranking here. I'm just going to rank my favorite NHL games and let's talk about the worst one. I think, I think you're going to, I think if you've played these games, I think you know which one's the worst one. It's NHL 15, bro. NHL 15 by far is the worst NHL game ever made and it just so happens to have a Boston Bruin on the cover. <laughs> That's good. Uh, it's sadly... Patrice Bergeron, which sucks because he's like the only Bruin I like, but that game was dog shit. The PS4 era, Xbox One era of NHL games was awful. I don't care what you say, it was awful. They started on NHL 15, that game was not finished, there was nothing in it, it looked good, it did look good, I will give them that, that's it though, it looked good. It just, there was no game modes. They took like 70% of the game modes out because they were just trying to pump it out and they were trying to put it out on PS3 and PS4. Too much work. And it was just an unfinished shit fucking game. And it took them like three years to get it like ready. Like it took them a long time to get an acceptable NHL game on PS4. Like I was pissed, man. Like NHL 15, I was so hyped up for. I was like, here we go, baby. I actually got the PS4 like almost at launch and I was like oh baby here we go I get to experience the next gen and it sucked it was so freaking bad man it was awful I would say like NHL 16 it might have been 17 I think 17 had Tarasenko on the cover that might have been in and around when they started getting them good 18 I think had PK Subban and um yeah they were fine that's just I never really like that's where they lost me in the PS4 era it just the the it, that's when Hut started becoming the main focus. They're putting all their efforts into into all that, and they put in like one small feature into the gameplay that in 20 minutes you don't even notice it. GM mode, same thing. Like in all the game modes, they'd add in maybe one little feature that you rather a are turning it off in 10 minutes or you don't even notice it in 10 minutes. So the soundtrack in 15 also was horrendous. I don't even know if they had 
songs. I think it was just like a plain, like generic theme that was just god fucking awful. I hated that game. I was so mad at that game, and it just made it just added to my hatred of the Boston Bruins even more. Because I'm like, God damn it, you Bruins, you cursed my game, and I don't think they've ever they've never been as good as they were on the th- in the 360 era as they have been even now. Like I haven't played the most recent ones, but. They've been, there's been some good ones, but there hasn't been, I haven't had a great experience with NHL since, well, let's talk about some of the really good ones. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of tough between like, you know, after 09, they, they're all kind of similar, but I said from lowest to highest, I liked NHL 13 a lot. I think that one had Claude Giroux on the cover, adored that one. I just fucking, that was just a really good, good one. There's just... Some that had like a good grouping of prospects that were really fun to play around with. Probably had a really good soundtrack. NHL 03, of course, that's where it kind of all began. Absolutely adored that game. Amazing soundtrack. NHL 11, I just feel like that was... I don't know. I just liked that one. It was good. I think that's... uh, Is that Patrick Kane? Or I think that's the one with Patrick Kane on the cover. Don't remember. My favorite one, it's Dion and it's NHL 09. That one by far was... Just the biggest, most noticeable upgrade for me going from Gretzky NHL 05 to NHL 09 was night and day. I was like, whoa, this is incredible. It plays good. It was like, wow, that by far was the most like memorable NHL experience I have ever had. And that's where all the multiplayer, oh man, just kind of all started from there. And that pretty much made me a yearly NHL fan. I basically got all of them from 09 on. I skipped 10 and I skipped 12. And then I think from 13 onward, I got all of them. So yeah, I played a lot of NHL games. Sadly, it's not where it, where the franchise used to be. They really need to make it like, just don't make a new game every single year. Just do how they're doing it now with seasons. Like just be like, hey, here's an NHL game. Just call it NHL. And then just have rollout roster updates consistently and then make a big new NHL game and just, I don't know, call it NHL 2 or something. I don't know. All I know is that the way that it's been going for like the last decade, uh, yearly releases just isn't enough time for them to add in new creative game-changing things. Like I, I would say the last big game changer was when they added in the skill stick and that was in 2007 man like there hasn't been a impact or a change to the formula in the nhl games that big for me personally since then correct me if i'm wrong i can't think of anything that's been that game changing for the game so let me know what you think everybody what was your favorite nhl game growing up did you play any nhl games are you you playing them currently do you think they're good now i just i'm too scared to go back like it's almost like an addiction like it's like my crack cocaine or something like i don't want to go back there like i'll get addicted again but goddamn man i just and like i said there were some years there that like i wasn't getting a lot of video games like maybe get one or two a year and Man, uh, those those NHL games, they really got me through some of those lean years where it's just like, fuck, there's like not much to play. I can always go back and play NHL. There, it was always, As long as there was an NHL game there, I still have my original Gretzky NHL 2005 because I played that thing like right up until I got 2009. So I played the shit out of that game. Got me through some lean years, that's for sure. I wish I still had my NHL 3. It's not like those are hard or expensive at all to track down that's the great thing if you want to go and try and track down one of your old sports games on ps2 well no problem just look in the bargain bin they're probably there for 99 cents you might even be able to get it for fucking free they might just be like just take it get it out of here i don't want to see it ever again 
There we go, everybody. I think I got the NHL bug off of my chest. I've been wanting to do this episode for so very, 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 very long. It's just that I do an NHL podcast and I didn't want to have like two NHL themed things in one week, but I guess I do it with wrestling sometimes when I have a the recap and then a wrestling review. So ah, who gives a shit? So hopefully you enjoyed my NHL talk. Let me know where did it all begin with you in the NHL world? Are you a uh, NHL 94 kind of person. I was too young and just didn't have the you know anyone really to play it with me that was that interested in hockey. So it took me a, while, a little bit later to get into the games, but man, to get in there on the PS2 floor, that was a good floor to get off on. I think that's probably the golden era of sports games. Let me know, man. Like honestly, I I'd kill for and uh, an NHL 2K game to come out just for there to be some competition. Like, there's nothing wrong with some competition. It 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 it'll make the hopefully make the games better. But uh, it's been a long time since there's been an NHL 2K game, and I never played an NHL 2K game. It was just that I just the reviews were always on the in favor of NHL. They were very very good games, and I never got to play a 2K one. I now I wish they would come back. That would be really awesome. I love NBA 2K for the most part. Like I always get them from for free from PlayStation. I just like they gave NBA 2K 20 23 away like not that long ago like for the NBA finals. I'm like, "Oh my god. I'll have to talk about NBA another day cuz there's there's a lot behind the NBA games too. I had a a long love affair with NBA, so I think that is it for me today, everybody. Thank you again so much for listening. You guys are awesome. Make sure you're liking and reviewing the podcast. That's what what we got to do here. And I would I would love to hear what people are thinking of the podcast. What we can do. Maybe maybe there's a, a, an episode you would like me to try and tackle, or a game you would like me to talk about, or a topic or something like that. I'm always open to suggestions. You can leave comments and send in emails and stuff all that stuff is down in the links below there's an email address you can follow me on twitter or x or whatever the fuck they want to call it now youtube these episodes all get uploaded to youtube great place to to go you leave a comment on the on the video you can send in questions for the podcast i'll read them live shout you out and all that shit it'd be a lot of fun i would love that and you can send them in related to hockey wrestling uh, what else do I do? Video games, or you can just ask questions about the podcast, whatever you want. It'll all be good. So thank you again, everybody, for listening to me ramble for an hour and, and, and a little bit. But uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank, hopefully this gets you through whatever you're doing. If it's some monotonous fucking task at work, or you're doing chores, or or maybe you're just chilling on a nice sunny day. And thank you. Thank you so much for listening. You're awesome. We'll be back again soon. You can always check out. If you're bored, there's tons of previous NHL or video game episodes to check out. They're all good. They're all good. And you can go check out the YouTube channel. There's some Let's Plays over there and stuff like that. So there you go. Enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. We'll be back again soon with some more GX Plus Cased.